1: This is Blaine running back Gabe Cranford, and you're listening to the Whatcom County Football Podcast
0: with Tyler and Ryland. Go Borderites.
2: and welcome into the Whatcom County Football Podcast. It's episode 58. I am your host Rylan Spencer from Cascadia Preps. All along with me is Tyler Anderson of Whatcom Preps. Tyler, how are we doing, buddy?
1: Oh, doing good. Been watching a lot of football. Lot, a lot of, a lot of games this week and it's a, it's a quick turnaround, so we got to get right to it.
2: Yeah, I think this is probably going to be like the fastest like turnaround we've ever done. Like we are recording right now. So just to let people know, it one o eight p.m. as I'm looking at my computer screen right now on Sunday. And if you're hearing this, if you're like one of the first probably 50 people to hear this – actually, I don't know that 50 people – 50, listen anyway. 50. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> if, if you're one of the first person to read there this – Or listen to this. If you got in before Maury Hanna, uh, it's Sunday still probably. So uh, this is a quick turnaround. Typically, we would record the night before. But, Tyler, there's a reason why we're doing this. Why why, why are we doing this right now?
1: Well, they're, you know, the, with this shortened season, they're trying to fit in six – Games are into five weeks, and uh, a lot of the games were played on Thursday. Then a quick turnaround where games will be again on Tuesday, and then again on Saturday. So, we're going to have to do this again uh, later on this week. And of course, when we say, you know, game of the week, player of the week, whatever of the week, uh, you know, it's not necessarily a calendar week, it's going to be a football week. And, and um, you know, back in the late 70s, uh, that's how they did it back in the Walking county league there would be 10 games in nine weeks but uh this this time at six games in five weeks so uh something we're getting used to
2: yeah and so essentially today i think did you already start putting up the players of the week
1: i already posted the first one okay uh this more that you know so the special teams player of the week so uh but by the time you're hearing this they should all three be posted or <clears throat> getting pretty close to it so uh yeah and then it'll be the leaders and then the previews and then boom games again so it's gonna it's going to fly pretty quickly here.
2: So there's going to be games on Tuesday, uh, four games on Tuesday, correct? Right. Okay, so four games on Tuesday, and then what's going to end up happening is Tyler's basically not going to sleep for a couple of days, yeah. and he's going to pump out box scores and everything, and then what we're going to do is probably record again Thursday sometime, and we will turn it around right there on the spot and get it out Thursday, um, just like we're doing today. So we'll get it out right there on the spot on Thursday, well, hopefully, we, that's providing we're we're able, ready to go by Thursday, but... Uh, we should be so we'll pump yep. it out right there on the spot, and basically you will have players of the week again on Thursday, correct?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Okay, so uh, and and honestly, you might even be able to start having players of the week even maybe a little bit earlier because you would have uh, some special teams and some uh, offensive player you know numbers by then. Maybe the defensive stuff we put out Thursday morning. How about something like that? Sure. Uh, if we can if we can get it around to it, but. Essentially, you get players of the week today, players of the week again in a couple of days, a podcast today, a podcast in a couple of days. You're going to hear way too much stuff from us, and you're going to absolutely hate our voices. And I don't care. That's what we're doing. We're going to do it because we've got seven listeners we have to please every week, and Blake Whitman counts as two. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get it going, Tyler. Seven games this week, six of them on Thursday, one on Friday. Let's talk about the 6 p.m. game. Lyndon Christian beats Kings Thursday night all the way down at, uh, is it Woolsey Stadium, I think Woolsey. it is? Yeah, yeah, Woolsey Stadium in, I mean, I guess it's North Seattle shoreline. It's really close to Edmonds. It's a really, really cool setting. Anybody that watched it online, you really can't get an idea for how cool the setting is. There's like a school and a—I don't know if it's a church. I'm not sure what it is, but it's like this big mid-medieval-looking castle thing up on the hill, uh, and you're kind of like down in a valley, I guess. If you—I don't know. It's—it's yeah. it's a really really cool. A setting. reversed crater. Yeah, and Meridian goes down there a lot. Meridian—they go down and, and scrimmage with Kings all the time. Um, yeah. Kings does a big thing in the spring typically, where they—they they bring in a lot of teams from outside the area, and they. They scrimmage and have a good time, and, and so it's a lot of fun. I've been over there a couple of different times, but anyway, Linden Christian, not very nice guests. They go down and beat Kings, 48 to six. The, the Lynx were fresh off a of bye week. Uh, another big win, a running clock again. This is now the third time where pretty much the entire second half has been a running clock for uh, Linden Christian. Tyler, what'd you see in this? I I tuned in for a little bit. It looked yeah. to me like Linden Christian was just absolutely cruising. Is that what you saw?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was the same of the first two games, Um, you know, not much of a challenge, Uh, you know, and getting a lot of people involved, you know, mixing in the running backs. Again, they have, you know, seven or eight guys carry the ball. It's kind of that same type of deal. And it's not like it's one of those things where, oh, we have a big lead at the end. We're going to put in backups. No, they're, they're, they're just varying it up, putting different running backs in, fly sweeps, different things. Uh, they have so many athletes and so many guys that can do different things that they just kind of, you know, it's weird. Cause like you watch it and you go, well, they didn't run very much. And then you get the end and it's like, oh, they ran for over 200 yards. Didn't even realize that. Uh, but that's, that's just kind of how they roll. You know, they put up, you know, almost 500 yards of total offense. And they did it with most of it. Mostly a running clock in the second half, um, a couple of 70 yard touchdown passes from two different receivers from two different quarterbacks. Uh, they could they could do no wrong. It was really cool seeing Grant Vandervelden score an offensive touchdown. He wearing number 78, playing fullback in the wishbone. That was that was pretty awesome. Uh he's, you know, tremendous defensive end. Doesn't doesn't really play much on offense, but um, but he got in there. He's part of the red shoe crew. But then it was the same type, the same kind of guys, you know, Jack Snaphall and Cole, Morleg, and Shale Winter, and all these guys just making plays offensively, defensively. That secondary scary. Um and they just, frankly, just haven't really had a test yet. Uh, that's going to change in a few days. But uh, but they looked sharp and, and and determined and well-coached, and they just put it all together.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they put it all together. That's a, a good way to put it. 470 yards of total offense for the Lynx. Uh, Kings, on the other hand, uh, what would that be? 172, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, that's some real good math right there. 135 plus 37, that's 172, right? One, boom. boom, yes, you're oh, right. Wow. That's not bad for a guy that's on three hours of sleep. Uh, You mentioned two long touchdown passes. Jackson A. 70 yards from Logan Dykstra. Uh, Cole Moorleg, 70 yards from Will Caldwell. A huge day for quite a few guys, but the thing is, is they really spread it around. You know, so Logan Dykstra, 7 of 9. Again, another efficient day for him, 181 yards. Um, I mentioned Will Caldwell, 2 of 2 for 75. So they actually only, I mean, they completed 9 of 11 passes. You talk about efficient. I mean... My yeah. goodness, that just does not happen very often like that. And, and especially when, you know, a couple of them are deep bombs, you know, or 70-yard plays here. But uh, receiving Cole like three catches, 139 yards. Uh, Jackson A. two for 74. On the ground, Jackson A. Paul, three for 65. Logan Dykstra, seven for 51. David Bootsma, seven for 38. I like that name, Bootsma. Bootsma. Um, Will Caldwell, backup quarterback, getting in, getting some time. Uh, Tyler, what year is, is, is Caldwell? Is he a guy that we're well, going to see in the future?
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a junior and, uh, and you know, tall, athletic kid, got a good arm. You know, the 70-yard pass to Moorlake was deep down the middle of the field, looked really, really good. I know he does some passing camp stuff. Um, the one that Apol Paul was just a quick, quick throw out to the left and then watch, you know, the fastest kid on the field do his thing. So, gotcha. uh, it was a little bit, you know, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Colwell will be, know about a six, four kid, uh, Ooh. strong arm and, and, um, and can run too. very much in the mold of Logan Dykstra.
2: I don't know where they get these guys. Like six, four, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, Colwell three for 25, uh, rushing. Um, yeah, I mean, huge, huge day for the. Uh, for the links, um, you know, Linden Christian. Linden Christian goes to three and zero on the season. They will travel about ten feet down the road to Linden on Tuesday night. Huge, huge game. A uh, lot of, a uh, lot of anticipation in this one. Tyler, when was the last time those two teams played? You know, uh,
1: October twenty
2: third, nineteen ninety two. Woo! First off, yeah. uh, <laughs> I assume you looked that up at some point um, because you threw out like the exact day Um, i could be wrong
1: i'm just kind of throwing it out there but i'm pretty sure that's about when it was
2: gotcha so you don't know that it was october 3rd but it was 1992
1: october 23rd 1992 wait now
2: hold on a second here tyler you just see, threw now, that see, date out. See now I have out. to
1: check and see if that's right. Yeah. Because
2: if that is, so when was the last time? Like, did you look that up this week or anything?
1: Uh, probably when I heard about rumblings that there might be a game. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, I think Haley Palmer from the Lincoln Tribune posted. I don't know when the last time they played, but I'm looking it up. So then I, 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 I replied, tweeted her, however that, whatever that term is, and I said, <laughs> I, and I gave her the date. And then she she kind of laughed she goes oh so four years before i was born okay uh so let's see here um i i mean it was a while ago i know i know i mean i definitely know it was it was 1992.
2: yeah um, i mean blake whitman would have been in like fifth grade
1: yeah probably yeah something like that and he was i guarantee you he was at the game though yeah uh, huge uh you know huge fan as a as a youngster
2: yeah he was probably down um you know how a lot of uh, a lot of people do you know like the younger kids will do will be ball boys or you know water boys or whatever rumor is at that time Blake was actually over on the sideline doing the cheers with the cheerleaders (laughs) he he thought that was going to be his future at the time
1: oh Um, man yes it was October 23rd
2: 1992 okay and well I'm going to talk
1: a little bit about that game a little later because there's some funny anecdotes about that that uh we'll have to get into
2: Oh, I am excited. <laughs> I'm oh, really excited for that. Um, speaking of Linden, the Lions, blank Cedra woolley forty seven to nothing on Thursday night. We gotta give our buddy Blake Whitman. Now I give him a lot of crap, right? I give him a lot of crap. And and you know what? I'm gonna say this. The dude deserves everything I give him. He deserves it all, Tyler. <laughs> oh, but man. the Linden defensive coordinator, Blake Whitman, first off, he did our uh, intro last week, right? Right. Yeah, last week. This is now two weeks in a row. That he has really got that defense in line, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Last night I get a message from him at like, I mean it was like midnight or something. I don't even know when it was. It was really really late. This guy's up watching film still. He's ready yeah. to go. He is. He's doing everything he can to to find everything he can find out about Lyndon Christian. Yeah. This is two weeks in a row now though, where that defense has really really stepped up what did you see in this game? And let's try not to give too much credit to Blake Whitman because I just pumped his tires way too much.
1: <laughs> well, I saw demoralization uh, in the line of scrimmage. Uh, I saw a pounding of the ball and long, sustained drives and really efficient offense. Um, the defense was was just tremendous. They they swarmed the ball. Uh, they have a good. They have a good young umbrella secondary that doesn't give up anything big um and they you know they're okay with giving up maybe a short pass here or there i mean really they haven't given up a long pass uh, you know i mean they did no completions against ferndale uh you know very i mean Benning had his worst game against him last last week and and um, you know and cedro was only three for 12 this week so they, they line up kind of daring you to run almost, and then they have the defensive line and linebackers to make the play. So it's it's just everything is just kind of clicking right now for Linden. I think that, um, uh, you know, obviously the run game has been there all year, but it's just getting a little bit better and better. Actually, for the year, Caleb Wheeler and Baylor Ayers are only separated by one yard. You know, and they're both like, wow. you know, That's like four games around – 500 yards on the year already. And they're only one yard apart from each other. Wow. So, I mean, it, it's been very 50, 50 with those two guys. Um, and they, they're so good at taking, looking at something that works, doing it again, exploiting weaknesses. They're so well coached. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, going on the road and beating a, a rival like Cedar Woolley, who Cedar Woolley beat them last year. Let's not forget that. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, um, a surprise. You know, yeah, it was it was it was a surprise, but those two teams always play. I mean, they played for the state title back in yep. uh, 2014. Uh, there is some history with these two t- schools, or, you know, as as, as rivals. Uh, but man, Linden just looked great, and then the backups came in and looked great. It was uh, it was uh, you know, there's gonna be a it's gonna be a bright future for Linden. But I mean, when has it not been a bright future for Linden? So it's uh yeah, and it and they're you know they're gonna be ready for Tuesday. It's gonna be a big big game
2: the lions 447 yards of total offense. I mean both both these teams are going to play on Tuesday. 470 447. I have a feeling either A we're going to see some fireworks or B it's going to be like a 10-7 game.
1: Well, I tell you what, Linden Christian, I mean, obviously they haven't played a team that's to Linden's caliber yes. and it's not it's not even close, but they're they average so far this year 58 points a game and allow two points a game. So oh, that's... so maybe we get something
2: like a 10-5 game again. <laughs> or, or hey, you know what? Let's go full crazy. We'll go 11-5. An oh, 11-5 game. Hey, if there's an 11-5 game, I'll eat my shoe, okay? <laughs> I will eat my shoe on the air. I'll put a little ranch dressing on it just to lather it up. Uh, it, you know what, Tyler? Actually, the last time I, I said on, on any type of podcast or show that I would eat my shoe if something happened, it actually happened. And oh, uh, no. I backed out of it. So this time, if it's an 11 game, I'm sticking to it. I'm eating a chunk of my shoe. Oh,
1: that's great. Yeah.
2: I don't know if that's actually, like, healthy or not. I'm sure it's not. But, um, no. you know, maybe I'll see if there's any, like, uh, you know, biodegradable or, you know, something. Or what's the word I'm looking for? Not biodegradable. Well, maybe that is the word I'm looking for. Edible? Edible, that's what, maybe, I don't know, shoot, whatever. Um, <laughs> Caleb Wheeler, 14 carries, 146 yards. Baylor Ayers, two carries, or excuse me, 20 carries for 127. If he had two carries for 127, that would have been wild. That's
1: business. Um, Especially with four rushing touchdowns, that'd be
2: tough to do. <laughs> now that would be a stat. Yeah, He had two carries and four rushing touchdowns. That guy. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Lane Haringa, seven carries for 63 yards. What year is that young man, Tyler? Do you know? Sophomore. Uh-oh.
1: Sophomore. Uh, what uh, about
2: Wheeler? He's a senior. Okay, so, so yeah. Wheeler and Ayers are gone, and the next guy in line that we're gonna need to know about is this Lane Haringa, huh?
1: Yeah, and then Caden Hermanutz, this backup, backup quarterback, and and uh, oh yes, I didn't they, even see They that. they got in together at the end of the game, played the end of the third and all the fourth, and and they could move the ball. You know, Hermanutz took his first snap and scored a touchdown. I mean, it was look, he made it look easy. Uh, running off the right end so he's got some speed he's got a cannon for an arm uh it's um what years? like i said they're both sophomores
2: both sophomores wow so uh i think some of the coaches if they are listening to this are right now going oh great here we go again yep here we go again uh isaiah stanley we've talked about him a little bit uh two catches oh he's a sophomore also correct also a sophomore that's right so okay so i need to know these names stanley (laughs) Uh, two catches for 40 yards uh Caleb Wheeler, two catches for seventeen. Uh Baylor Ayers, six six completions, uh eighty-seven yards, and then uh what was the other young man's name? Yeah, Caden Hermanitz. Caden Hermanitz, two for two for nine yards. But uh you know, valuable time. Valuable, valuable yeah. time that I'm sure will be very valuable come the fall. Uh, you know, hopefully hopefully we're ready to go in the fall. Hopefully we get a full season in uh there. Uh, let's see here. Linden goes to three and one on the year. They will host, as we mentioned, Linden Christian on Tuesday night. Uh, big, big time game. I think Tyler, you and I will probably both be watching that game. Um, or you know what? You know what, Tyler? We need to have a little, a, a little powwow here. You, you go, you go watch the Linden Linden Christian game. I'll watch a different one. How about the, actually? You'll probably just watch all four games in your little quad box there. You know what, Tyler? Maybe this <laughs> yeah. is maybe this is the time that we try to break it out. We try to do like an NFL red zone.
1: Uh Whatcom County Red Zone?
2: Whatcom County Red Zone. I, I oh, think I man. could pull it up. You know what? We're gonna need to talk about this, Tyler. I don't want to put anything <laughs> out there that we can't we can't do. I'm pretty it's sure a, It's
1: a it's a it's such a compacted week and everything. Don't don't get over your skis just yet. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. I know oh, it's yeah. a great idea. Oh, but... I'm pretty
2: sure I could do a quad box and you and I could sit there and talk about things. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure I could do it. Anyway, um I don't even know where I'm at right now, Tyler. Um, well. I mean physically I'm in my office. Um <laughs> We're moving on to the tightly contested 1A oh, matchup. Yes. Tightly contested. Blaine got its first win of the season by defeating Nooksack Valley 26-18. to Big win for the Border rights. They needed a big fourth quarter to do it. They got it. Tyler, tell us about that game.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, it was very tight in the beginning, and, and Blaine had trouble moving the ball. I want to say they only had like 24 yards of total offense in the first half. And uh, Nooksack got on the board late in the half. Scout Witter, uh, you know, had a tough two-yard run for a touchdown. So it was 6 nothing at the half. Um, then just kind of went back and forth. Blaine really kicked it into high gear in the second half. Uh, Cole Thomas looked really good uh, behind center. It was his first uh, – first time playing the full what him and will McKinney have been kind of switching back and forth. McKinney's still bothered by a shoulder injury. So he was just limited to defense and Cole Thomas, you know, played offense and he played really well. You know, he threw three touchdown passes. Um, and you know the first one just to Scotty Baldwin was was really good to, to, to tie it up, and all of a sudden he threw a, a swing pass that Scout Whitern sniffed out and he took it. Fifty four. We were just talking about how there hadn't been any defensive touchdowns. Yeah. And all of a sudden Scout Whitern just—I mean—he coming from his safety position, he read it the whole way, nonstop, just just sprinted right towards the receiver, picked off the ball perfectly, was untouched. Um, Tyler, and, I would then, like
2: to think he listened to the show last week and used that as inspiration. <laughs>
1: I think so. I think he listened I mean, I, to it
2: and he was like, you know what? I'm on it, guys. I'm on yeah, it. And, yeah. and actually, it wasn't the only one of the week. We'll get to another one later, correct? Exactly. Yeah. yeah so was, I think just... there was at least two players listening to the show. Yeah. Actually, three players. We're going to talk about one here in a second, Tyler. You can tell us that's... who did our intro tonight.
1: That's true. That's true. It was it was uh, Gabe Cranford, the, the junior running back at Blaine. A uh, big, big fan of the show. And I'm a big, big fan of his. I mean, he's, he's come onto the scene every single game, gotten a little bit better, a little bit better. And, uh, and he had a, he had a tremendous game rushing for 123 yards, the big 54 yard touchdown at the end of the game. But it was that, it was that fourth quarter uh, you know, Thomas hooked up with court lever in the corner of the end zone. And they got, they got, they got a little closer there. And then when, when Braden Stanovich caught uh, his first, First, his touchdown uh from, from Cole Thomas it gave them the lead not only in the game but their first time all year that Blaine had a lead and uh and then Wayne yeah, uh Wayne that's his, I think it's his dad's name Aiden <laughs> Vizzetti had an interception to to get the ball back and, and then Gabe Cranford uh, capped it off with that big run and uh man it was just it was just awesome to see them you know, score 20 points in the fourth quarter after only having 24 yards in the first half. I mean, it was just you know, I don't know what Jay Dodd told them in the second half, but it worked because something completely changed over and um, you know, in Nooksack Valley's defensive line is really strong. They had a lot of guys do a lot of things. You know, their running game was good. They had three guys over 70 yards rushing. It just, um, you know, it, it was a game that I wanted to keep watching. <laughs> you know, it was like it's like oh it's over. It's like this game could have just kept being close and just kept being entertaining and and uh you know also shout out to to Bailey and Matt the two commentators that I did uh commentating with the last couple weeks they they worked together did a did a great job in that final game and um and then defensively for Blaine I mean Tyson Kirk defensive lineman uh was just he was an animal. I mean, he did all sorts of things, you know, a couple of sacks, he forced a fumble, had 12 tackles. I mean he was all over the field especially for a guy down on all fours being able to you know in a, like in a four point stance to be able to to make tackles 10 yards down the down the field. I mean he's he's fast. I mean he he can do so many things and
2: um
1: and he got a little uh he got a little award for his
2: efforts. He did. Uh Tyler before we talk about the award. Yeah. I, I got a plea for you here. Oh okay. I need you to go back and watch the game again. I need you to find one more yard for Blaine. You need to find one one more offensive yard. They got to 299. Get them to uh, 300, Tyler.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if it wasn't for that Nooksack defensive line, they had a lot of stops for loss. Well, so, there you go. You know, they were. Uh, but you're. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. 2 299. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: it's it was a very close game. It was a great game. You mentioned Tyson Kirk, defensive player of the week from uh, Watcom Prep's. Twelve tackles, two.
0: What if you could have a career? That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No process by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sacks and one forced fumble. Heck of a night for that young man. Uh, as I mentioned, 299 yards of total offense for the Border Rights. How many was it in the first half, Tyler? 24 total yards
1: in the first half for Blake. So
2: they had, you know, what, 275 in the second half, you yeah. know, roughly? Um, yeah. I mean, wow, 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 wow. Um, for Nooksack Valley, 314 yards of total offense. Jordan Silva leads the way rushing for the Pioneers, 14 carries for 90 yards. Scott Witterin, eight 10 carries for 83 yards. Cody Coppinger, 18 for 74. Gabe Cranford, as you mentioned, the young man that gave us the intro tonight, today, this morning, whatever it is, uh, 25 carries for 123 yards. That's all of the rushes for Blaine. So v- a very Mario Gabato-like uh, rushing effort for that young man, except totally. they also threw 21 passes. Uh, um, Cole Thomas, 13 of 21 for 176 yards. Nice start for that young man. Uh, yeah. Receiving Caleb Kingma, two catches for 34 yards for Nooksack Valley um what else we got here jordan silva two carry or two catches for 15 yards uh for blaine jackson court lever four catches for 52 yards benjamin arps four for 42 scott baldwin two for 54 and braden stanovich three for 28 tyler really spreading the ball around and it's not just one catch for guys everybody had more than well two or more i like yeah, it. it yeah
1: it was uh you know and and you start looking at these guys you you see Colt thomas and gabe cranford and jackson court and scott baldwin these guys are all juniors nice so um, you know things are clicking and um, you know it's uh you know it's it, it, it's it's too bad it took this long um but they you know and i really like their senior class you know with will mckinney and and benjamin arps and braden stanovich and and uh, tyson kirk and and those guys um unfortunately we're gonna have to say goodbye to them quicker than we wanted to, but uh but yeah, I mean they have some guys coming back and, and um yeah, we'll just have to see what the border rights do next year.
2: Yeah, as um as you mentioned, Blaine goes to one and three on the season. But we and and Tyler, has this been confirmed or is this what we're just being told right now?
1: Well, you know, it's it's kinda all over social media okay. that it's been confirmed, but I just you know, it's it's uh you know, I haven't heard anything from the athletic director or anything, but um but yeah.
2: So our understanding is the Borderites' season is going to be shut down. Um, they had a positive COVID test. Um, do cut Tyler. Who who were they supposed to play this week?
1: I think they only gonna we're gonna have they were I think they were gonna play uh, at Anacortis and okay. that was gonna be on Saturday. There was okay. not gonna be a Tuesday game.
2: All right, gotcha. So, so. Uh, hey, you know what? The Borderites go out on a high note, Tyler. You mentioned uh, they returned quite a few guys for next year. So, uh, it, you know, I think this was some very valuable um you know very valuable four games sure they only went one and three but I think they learned a lot about their team and you know Jay Dodd I think you and I both very much respect the guy so I think there's there's a lot of positives even though they only went one and three Uh, the one thing maybe they got to do you mentioned all those skill players I think they got to get some of those linemen over to Neiman Steakhouse over there and just start beefing (laughs) them up you know maybe maybe you know put out a uh you know put a tab out there and just let those guys run it up and I don't know can booster cubs pay for stuff like that if they can yeah. i'd like to maybe
1: <laughs> get involved yeah <laughs> I'd,
2: I'd like to figure out uh, how uh how you and i can get on something like that uh <laughs> yeah well
1: yeah i tell you what i as far as improvement from week one to week four uh bellingham or well bellingham too as well as well yes. but blaine really like each week really took giant steps forward yeah so, absolutely uh so they were doing the right thing
2: yeah sure. yeah i would i would agree with that just I mean, even you know, and I watched most of the. I didn't. I don't think I watched a full game of theirs, but I watched a good chunk of. Well, I guess it would be three out of the four. The only one I didn't really get to see much was uh, the one this week because I was uh, I was doing so much stuff prepping for uh, a broadcast that we did. But uh, from everything I saw, it really did look like they got better as the season went along. Um, yeah. Tyler, one thing that you and I haven't even talked about. You know, last year we did uh, we did some podcasts where it was. You know, this is normally where I'd I'd be like, hey, let's talk about the seniors and let's let's send them out right. I think right. what we'll do is we'll wait until everybody is done playing and then just bounce one through, uh, one through ten and talk about everybody there. um yeah. But uh, yeah, Nooksack Valley they fall to one and three on the year, so a couple of one and threes. Hey, Tyler, you know what? With with Blaine getting the win, that means nobody in Whatcom County is going to go winless this year, correct?
1: Which is great, especially in a in a short yeah. season too. So that's that's uh, awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. and
2: so like we said, Blaine, they go out on a little bit of a high note, even though the season is getting shutting, you know, getting shut down, but a high note and pretty excited for the border rights next season. Nooksack, yeah. Valley, Nooksack Valley goes to one and three on the year. They will host Oak Harbor on Tuesday night. So uh, a chance for Nooksack Valley to play a team that they have struggled a little bit this year. in a couple of games that I've watched, um, they have some really nice pieces, but they just kind of. Looked a little or- unorganized, maybe at times, and uh, so a chance for those guys to potentially go out on a high note. Now, are they playing Tuesday and Saturday, Tyler Nooksack? Uh, yes, yeah,
1: okay. they're gonna play Tuesday and Saturday, so, so they're gonna it's... get they're
2: gonna get double header action here before the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and actually, so everybody will be done by Saturday, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay, the twentieth so, should be it. Yeah. So we'll be back to regular scheduled programming, if you will, uh, <laughs> next week uh, as far as the podcast yeah. goes. So. Um, let's see here, Tyler, let's stay with the one A's Mount Baker hit the road for the fourth week in a row. They're going to hit the road every week, correct?
1: No, they're going to, they're going to play, uh, they're going to play at home the final two
2: games. So nice. Yeah. I mean that beautiful turf over there, they're going to really take some chances, but, uh, Mount Baker hit the road again, fourth week in a row. They beat Anacortes 48 to 14 on Thursday night. Tyler, you had Mason Jacoby as your defensive pick for the week, or excuse me, offensive pick for the week. Uh, because he hadn't thrown an interception all year did you jinx him?
1: Uh you know <laughs> I may have because I even said like I you know I hope I'm not jinxing him. I even said that out loud on the last podcast yeah. and uh and uh and you know he threw the ball he threw they, they threw the ball quite a bit especially early and I put a big smile on my face um but you know he had one of those quick throws in the second quarter where a guy he just he just didn't didn't see a guy standing in the zone and and just kind of popped up and intercepted it and had a pretty good return. And I was, I just shook my head and I was like, Oh man, you did. And, uh, you know, and I even got a text from coach Lepper and say, Hey, uh, you know, you know, I, thanks for the jinx on Jacoby, you know? <laughs> so-
2: <laughs> hey, and you know what? So we got to talk about that. We know <laughs> coach a- Lepper is a fan of the show. Yeah. He He likes to enjoy the show and the ride, if you will. Right. That's right. Was he going deep? So you, I know you kind of told me he was going deep a little bit. kind of. Th- he knew. He knew that you would pick Jacoby, and he was trying to throw deep so that you could win the Offensive Player of the Week battle. And you know what? Hey, I'm calling him out. He, If he does that again, if he pulls that trick again, we're going to have a fist fight there in Deming.
1: Oh man, I I got left. Yeah, so do I. But <laughs> that, that's beside the point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe
2: we'll have a beard off. All right. Yeah. There we'll. You go. Uh, I don't know what we'll do. We'll arm wrestle. The the one guy has to shave his beard. Or has he has he shaved his beard yet? Oh or- man,
1: I know he hasn't shaved his head. Man, he's got that moss looking great <laughs> under the hat. It's so weird seeing him on the sideline on on film because I'm like, who's that guy? Like, Oh, that's coach lap. I, I mean, I just can't even, it just, it doesn't even look like him, but it's, it's awesome. Tyler, we mentioned
2: um, that uh, there was a second interception return or excuse me, just a second defensive touchdown. Uh, who was it from Al Baker that got it?
1: Yeah. Garrett Smith, the senior defensive end, just uh, right off the bat. I mean, just a few minutes into the game uh, there, you know, Anna quarters had the ball at about midfield and they did just a quick, you know, one step throw and off to the side and Garrett Smith, a great athlete tremendous basketball player uh just just used his instincts leapt up in the air caught the ball and he was gone he was breaking away there was no one that was going to catch him and that was a you know tremendous way to start the game and and uh you know baker faulted a little bit in the second quarter but in the second half they really they really did some good things and it looked really good
2: um yeah you mentioned some some good things jesse sandy is just having a year 14 yeah. carries for 205 yards tyler do you happen to know how many yards he has for the season at this point?
1: He has 500 on the dot.
2: Okay, now that's hard to do. That's like when you go to a restaurant or, you or like, you know, you stop through, I don't know, jack-in-the-box or something real quick and you order yeah. food and they're like, that'll be $13. And you're like, what? Like, exactly yeah. on the dot? Like, I couldn't do that again if I tried. Uh, right. So Jesse Sandy, 500 yards on the season, 14 carries, 205 on uh, Thursday night. Toby Jefferson, 10 carries for 109. Um, what else we got here? Mason Jacoby, you mentioned seven of 14, 138 yards passing Aiden Rodriguez, five catches for 98 yards and Garrett Smith, two catches for 40 yards. Just another, you know, you mentioned second quarter, they kind of, you know, maybe faltered a little bit, if you will. Um, maybe they almost kind of took their foot off the gas and then lep got into him a little bit at halftime or something. I'm not really sure what went on there, but second half, they put up 34 total points in the second half. So, uh, big, big night for Mount Baker uh they look like they're just kind of rolling right now um
1: yeah and the offensive line i mean jesse sandy on his touchdown runs uh boy aiden corning and victor schooner i mean these guys are just pounding guys and and pancakes all over the place and ethan larson pulling guard and jeremiah lee with down block as a tight end i mean it's
2: name them all tyler who else they got Give give me everybody.
1: Yeah, Wyatt Thomas at right guard, and and Davin Beeson, of course, at center. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's those guys are just you know they average like two sixty across the line,
2: and they're doing yeoman's work, Tyler. They (laughs) they are out there lunch pail guys.
1: Oh man, they it's they just have that they have those plays down. They I mean they're coached up so well. I mean Jesse Sandy had two touchdown runs of forty seven yards. I mean it was just you know it's crazy it's like it's it is unbelievable and then you know the the, you know the passes to Rodriguez they just have so many weapons that have so much varsity experience and and uh you know they averaged over 10 yards of carry for the game you know they averaged over 10 yards of play offensively yeah so um
2: I mean averaging a first down every time they snap the ball like what the heck yeah I guess maybe not every time they snap it but every time they uh I guess well
1: Every time the whistle doesn't blow after they snap it. <laughs> yeah. Every I time mean, they
2: every every time they did something other than not complete a pass. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Tyler, by the way, I had to look up yeoman's work just to make sure that like, <laughs> like I I knew it I knew it was a not I don't want to say appropriate I knew it was like the right context right but I was like what exactly does that mean? Okay. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Merriam-Webster has a definition here of yeoman's work. <laughs> I'm surprised that they actually have that. Uh, But they have a definition here, and it says, very good, hard, and valuable work that someone does, especially to support a cause to help a team. That's – exactly. I mean, I'm a wordsmith over here. Let me see if they have a definition for wordsmith
1: yeah does it say high school football guru sitting in his office yeah
2: or, yeah yeah ugly fat guy sitting in his office with a big old well, beard I wasn't gonna go one.
1: there but I do have to correct you on something even counting incomplete passes they average 10 yards a play well that's game.
2: just ridiculous like yeah. that is you know what they need to slow down this isn't fair <laughs> <laughs> um as a matter of fact they're not gonna slow down they, they are the Mount Baker moves to 4-0 on the season they will play their first home game of the year. As you mentioned, Tyler, on Tuesday against Kings, a team that kind of took one of the shorts from LC. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Tyler. Who did they play the last, the last game? Do you know?
1: Linden Christian.
2: Wowzer. Yes. So sir. Linden Christian gets a bye week. They go down and smack around Kings a little bit, and then baby is it time? Yeah. <laughs> they get Linden and Mount Baker back to back. Hey, you know what, Tyler? Honestly. If Lyndon Christian wins this week, that basically sets up a Whatcom County kind of championship game, if you will. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, it's, you know, Lyndon Christian won't have played, you know, a Seahomer or a Squalicum, but those teams have all beat each other. Yeah, um, right. You know, I, oh, it's going to be interesting. It'll be kind of fun I to watch. Know. I mean, if, it, at the very least, Saturday, next Saturday's game should be to see who wins 1A, if, I guess, if you will. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. Wow. Wow. That Tyler, there are a lot of really good games in the next what six days Um uh, exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited i know you're over there just jonesing uh um, oh, yeah oh, right. let, me, let me look up jones and see if it's something no. <laughs> um, does
1: that mean i'm sitting here drinking drinking jones soda because i do love me some jones sodas do you really
2: i haven't had jones soda tyler we were gonna get off topic here i do like jones soda I, I don't know if you knew this they actually had jones soda in century well it was i think quest field at the time Uh, They used to have it at Seahawks games. I used to drink it. I'm not a big soda guy myself, but I do, I do every now and then indulge, if you will, and and throw down a Mountain Dew. Just I don't know, man. Every now and then, on a really sunny day, Tyler, you get a Mountain Dew and a and a handful of sunflower seeds. I I got my first bag of sunflower seeds the other day, Tyler. (laughs) Oh boy! (laughs) Oh, actually, it was yesterday. It was Saturday. I was driving. And the Mariner game was on the radio, and I was like, a bright, sunny day. I had the windows down in the car. I had the yeah. sunglasses on with the American flags over the front. I know you've seen them before. They're funny. Uh, yep. But I, I was driving, and I was like, you know what, Rylan? You need yourself a bag of Davids. Yeah. Y- you need them. Yes. And so I I literally pulled over to the side of the road, and I pulled out my phone, and I typed in Seven Eleven to see where the nearest one was, and I went and bought myself a bag. Oh, oh man, that's my awesome. goodness. Tyler, I haven't had sunflower seeds in probably over a year because it just hasn't been anywhere to go, right? Yeah. yeah and really, yeah. the only time I ever eat them is if I'm at a baseball game or if I'm driving in the car. And I'll tell you what, baby, whoo, when it hit the mouth, the lips yeah. were just humming. I loved it. Yep, yep. Are Here you a sunflower you. seed guy? Oh yeah, totally. So, okay. So you walk into a... Let's just say this, Tyler. You know how they have like uh, you know, say um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a a beer specialty store, right? Specialty beer, and it's they've got all of it.
1: I'm well. You're not. You're not speaking my language. No, 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 no,
2: no. But you know what I'm talking about, like those stores, uh, like
1: like a liquor store.
2: Well, okay, that's a, another example. I, I was thinking more like, um, you know, like a craft brew store where they've got all kinds of local beers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. No, that,
1: I haven't been into one, but I no, I no, didn't no. But you know, know they what they I'm talking those? about. The no, reason I'm, i don't. the
2: reason I bring this up is I'm going somewhere with this, Tyler. You know, I <laughs> okay. never have a, a direction really, but it, I'm going to end up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am I just opened up in Ferndale – well, I didn't actually do this, by the way. I just opened up a sunflower seed store with every mm. type of sunflower seed, Tyler. You walk in, I say, hey, buddy, how you doing? Can I help you with anything? And you go, show me to this. What are you yeah. getting?
1: Well, I, yeah, I like
2: mm. – myself i'm just a i'm an original david's guy that's all i can yeah do. yeah i was gonna
1: say i i like just the original ones i like i like them when they're smaller
2: really i see um, i'm the opposite i like the jumbos
1: right see and my thing is and you're gonna hate me for this
2: is i eat the shell yep i do i do hate you do you you do too no 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 or i you, hate you or you hate me yeah okay, okay. <laughs> well i don't hate you you know that's no, a, hate such a strong but word
1: I, but when i was you know such a young kid you know, you you know, like yeah. really young. And I used to, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really know how to do it very well. And you watched, you know, your older brother and his friends, you know, throw a bunch in their mouth and they're, you know, they're, they're spitting things out. And I didn't know what was going on, so I would just chew them up, chew them up, chew them up, spit everything out. And then I, I can't remember who, who my coach or someone was like, "Are you spitting everything out? You just chew it up and spit it out." And I was like, "Yeah, isn't that what they're doing?" I had no idea. I'm like seven, <laughs> and
2: uh, and it just stuck. And so.
1: And so, well, after that, I just said, well, I'm not going to spit anything out anymore, but, uh, I might pay for it in a couple of days. But the key is, is that you just have to chew them up really fine yeah. and then you could just swallow the whole thing. And that's some, that's a major roughage if, it, uh, if you know <laughs> what I mean, but it's, uh but it's
2: um
1: but that but see I would be at work and I could eat sunflower seeds and I'm yeah you don't have to spit them
2: out into a cup or something like that yeah
1: so I can be anywhere and I only you know but I can only put like one or two in my mouth at a time and be really really aware of what I'm doing and um that's why I need little ones because I you know it would take forever if it was a big one but um but yeah that's how I've been doing it forever since then and
2: uh now tell me this do you put them in one at a time yeah so what I do is I pack them, you know, I pack like fifteen or twenty of them in, in into the right side of my mouth, yeah. and I slide one across with my tongue to the left yeah. side, pop it yeah. open, spit the seed, eat the uh, or spit the shell, eat the seed, and uh, move on to the next one. I this yeah, is no joke. Yeah, that's kind of the standard. Yeah. Yeah, you know how they have like three sizes of the, of the bags. They got the the little handheld one. They've got the the normal size bag, and then they've got the really big one. Yeah. If I go to a Mariners game, I can pound the big one in a nine inning game. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I fly right through those things. Like, it's, I've just been doing it for so long that it's just bam, bam, bam. Um, Now, granted, I will pay for it. My mouth will just be absolutely destroyed the next day. Um, But, and and actually, there's been multiple times, Tyler, and I'm not even kidding you when I say this, I have brought in a toothbrush to a Mariners game to brush everything out right as I'm done. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Hey. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Tyler, I want to mention something here. Yeah. So you send me over the box scores. These are pretty much like a copy and paste from what you put online, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, who is Jack Boy for uh, for Mount Baker? Rodriguez, 20-yard pass from Jack Boy. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: That <laughs> Jacoby. I Every time I type Jacoby, I always type it out that way. Then I have to fix it. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. The only reason I even noticed is because it put the little red squiggly line underneath. Right. That's the only reason I even noticed. I was, like, uh, I was looking at it, and I was like, Jackboy. Oh, wait. Oh, he did it wrong. Tyler Anderson uh, made a mistake.
1: Oh, of course I did. Yeah. So of
2: course I gotta call him out on it. Um <laughs> let's see here. I already mentioned that Mount Baker, this and that. Ferndale bounced back in a big way this past week as they beat Burlington Edison forty seven to fourteen. Uh four that's forty two more points than they scored last week. At home, uh on that was Thursday. Yes, the only Friday game yeah. was the uh was the final one. Right. Um Another big day from the from the Golden Eagle running backs, Tyler. They racked up 449 yards on the ground. What'd you see?
1: Oh man! Uh, I guess you
2: saw a lot of running.
1: Yeah, I mean it was <laughs> it was a fast game. You know, Burlington had some some athletes. I was really impressed with uh, Bodie Brewer and and those guys and their quarterback.
2: Um, Do you know who their quarterback uh, was? Was it Zach Watson? Uh,
1: yes, yes, That's my Zach guy, Watson.
2: my guy Zach Watson. I love that guy. Yeah, he. I mean. He's he been training with us for a couple at- of years now, Tyler. He's he's a little, uh, yeah, he's a little sneaky guy. He's a good player. He he had a ninety four yard touchdown
1: run at the end of the game. Uh, wow, that was could have been the play of the year. I mean, they're backed up. Obviously, they're on their own six. The snap goes over his head. Uh, he picks it up like it could have been a safety. He picked it up like in the back, very back of the end zone breaks a couple tackles in the end zone keeps going. And then it's broken play he's going down the right side and he's breaking more tackles could have been stopped for like a two yard gain, a six yard gain, a 12 yard gain. And then he, the one last guy, he broke another tackle and then he took it to the house. I mean, oh, so in man. theory
2: he ran like 110 yards.
1: Yes. Wow. Yes. It was, it was, uh, you know, I granted it was against, you know, the part. Ferndale backups late in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, the effort that he put through was, was amazing. And I was really impressed with him but there's there's size up front on both sides of the line. Uh, the running attack, the speed um, of Brosell and Carlson and the power um, of those guys and, and up the middle with Elijah McCormick kind of had a breakout game. Um, it just looked like Ferndale football, man. I mean, when they got that fly sweep going and, and it's like a heavy pull and everyone's going one way and you got Brosell with the ball, I mean, it seems like that's been what they've been doing for like 10 years with all these different pro cells, and they all wear number 20. It's like, you know, and you, I mean, it's just the same thing over and over again. And you know it's coming. You can't stop it. And uh, I think they were, a little, uh, they were a little peeved about last week, about not getting into the end zone, and, uh, and they made up for it at, at home. It was a big, big game for Ferndale.
2: Yeah, it sounds like this game was a matter of pride, Tyler. Um, yeah. <laughs> it looks as though, just looking at the, uh, the, the numbers here, Tyler, uh, Ferndale 519 yards of offense, Burlington Edison, 294, but I see two touchdowns in the second half of Burlington Edison. I would imagine at halftime, the numbers were probably very, very slanted when you consider yes. uh, it was 35, nothing. Do you think Burlington, most of their yards came in that second half? Definitely. I mean, half of play. it came off one play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah. Anyway, uh, Isaiah Carl or excuse me, Thomas Brocel. We'll start with him. Seven carries, 163 yards. By the way, Tyler, I I want to give a shout out to myself. I have yet to screw up his name. And there's like <laughs> 35 Brocel's, so I am I'm, I'm pretty happy that I haven't done that yet. Uh, I we'll see if I put on the uh, Mason Jackboy jinx on you or on myself there. Uh, Jacoby, <laughs> Jacoby, sorry. Isaiah yeah. Carlson, 11 carries for 135 yards. Elijah McCormick, Tyler, we need to talk about him really quickly. 11 carries for 93 yards. Ryan Pelton four carries for 18. Pelton was injured, correct?
1: Yeah, it looked like a ankle or something leg injury uh, early on. I want to say maybe the second quarter, early in the second quarter, and and um, and he wasn't out there on defense even to start the game. He usually starts as a, as a the rover, like a strong safety. And it was uh, Kai Tips was out there instead. And so I thought, okay, well, I, I wonder if something's wrong. And he went out there on offense. I said, okay. And something happened and he he was taken off the field and he didn't return. So I don't know if he had something going into the game and then he just tweaked it um, or if it was and they just wanted to save him. Because at that point uh, they had they were up, I think, 21, nothing. But Jordan McCormick came in and he is a bowling ball of butcher knives, man. That guy is is uh, hard to tackle his first carry of the game. Twenty seven yard touchdown. I mean, he's just exploded through the line. Uh, he's a very excitable player. He gets the, he gets the, he, you know, the teammates went nuts and they just kept feeding him uh, up the middle. And uh, he had a, he had a great game. Kind of remind me a lot of Mark Colbert last year. He yeah. was the, he was the guy that came in, you know, when, yeah and and he would do the same exact kind of thing. And so, uh, yeah, I just, I really, really liked him. And, uh, and just the whole team. I mean, I mean, Isaiah Carlson is a, is a special, special athlete. Uh, some of the things he did with a stop and go uh, type motion I mean he would get the ball and he would he could come to a complete stop and then just shoot out of a cannon again it was just like that's the kind of stuff you just you know kind of opens your eyes Uh, stuff that Thomas Brosell can do you know moving side to side and his feet and his balance and keeping uh, his his speed going while moving side to side is just it's just you know, it's very Brossellish of him, if I may say so. I mean it, it yeah. it's I mean it, they all
2: they all look exactly alike in a way. I mean they just Yeah the way that they play the game, it's very I mean, if you put on film, Tyler, you said they all wear the same number. Yeah, yeah. I mean if you put on film you could like make like a seven hour highlight film and you would think it was one guy. Yeah, you just call <laughs> it the Brocell film, you yeah. know. And I mean Ben Brocell, the oldest, he is the Walken County's all
1: time leader for yards per carry in a career. Oh, and you, and you have to carry the ball at least 150 times to, yeah. you know, you can't have some guy that carry the yeah, ball One, once one carry 50.
2: one carry for 85 yards and he's averaging right. 85. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it'd be Phil Piaz if that was the case, but, but, it, but, uh, why do you say that? Well, he had an 81 yard touchdown this year and that's his only carries gotcha. this year,
2: gotcha.
1: but he, but, but Ben Brosell, I mean, I think he averaged like 11 and a half yards in his career and he carried the ball like over 200 times. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, I mean, it's... To have that, that, really... that
2: many carries and average of first down is... is, is I mean, that's <laughs> stupid. That is yeah. stu- Hey, Tyler, you mentioned... You said Jordan McCormick. Is it Jordan or Elijah?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Elijah McCormick. It's okay. a, it is Elijah
2: McCormick. Okay, I want to make sure, because I called him Elijah, and then you called him Jordan. I'm like, oh, great. Now, no, is there a... No, Jordan a McCormick
1: is a guy that plays for Bellingham. I, that's my bad. Gotcha,
2: gotcha. Okay. So, maybe related, but not on the same team.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's spelled differently, but...
2: Oh well, then yeah. Now this one here looks like McCormick seasoning. Yeah, right. Like, which which makes me kind of want Swedish meatballs. I'm just saying. Um, wow. I, Tyler, I all I've had to eat today is a banana. I'm starving. Um, which basically means we need to wrap this baby up. So let's get going. Uh, Jonathan Salazar, two carries for 35 yards. I believe I mentioned everybody else there. Uh, Carlson one or 11 for 135. Brussels seven for 163. Uh, Hayden Rasmussen three for five for 70 yards. Um. Yeah, Thomas Brosell, 2 for 59 receiving, Carlson 1 for 11. Another big day from Ferndale. Um, nice to see them get back to their winning ways. Uh, they improved to 3-1 and on the season. They will travel to Mount Vernon to take on the Bulldogs on Tuesday. Tyler, do they play a Saturday game also? Uh,
1: Yes, I want to say – oh, boy.
2: Doesn't matter. They oh. play a Saturday game. Most likely we'll figure yes. it out. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, Be- Bellingham. Won their second game in a row, this time a 45-13 to victory over Granite Falls. Tyler, where was this game played at? This we- was at Civic Stadium. Okay, so we had mentioned that we weren't completely sure, so this was right. at Civic Stadium. Yep. Um, yeah, 45-13 victory over Van- Granite Falls. Uh, the Red Raiders, I mean, man, my goodness. Not only are they rolling, but senior Trevor Johnson had another big game, Tyler, uh, as he had a hand and sometimes a foot, in all 45 points scored. Just insane, yeah. Tyler. What did you see out there?
1: Well, I, I put in the story. It was the Trevor Johnson show. I mean, he was it. Um, and he's a senior, t-
2: right? He is a senior. Oh, I, why couldn't he be a sophomore? I well. I want to I mean, watch if, him more.
1: If if he, yeah, I mean, you would know a lot more about him if he had, you know, had played football, yes. you know, since first time since eighth grade. But, um, but man, he was just. And it was crazy because he wears number one on the road jerseys and he wears number twenty two on the
2: home jerseys. So they have it looks like they Doug have Flutie kind of a diff- out there, twenty two at quarterback, like or you know, yeah, a number of yeah. the twenties at quarterback. I don't remember what number Flutie Yeah, was. No, yeah, it was Flutie
1: wore twenty two. You're right. How about that? Look at that. There My memory Boom. is
2: so great. I'm throwing stuff out there I don't even know is the truth, and it's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> October twenty third, nineteen ninety two. Uh but yeah, I mean, uh it, so there was you know shout out to Keith Chambers too who's the PA announcer because uh at, at I knew I, I watched a little bit of the game and I couldn't tell who some players were because of they have different numbers for home and away yeah especially they're big time guys Trevor Johnson Manny De Palma these guys uh Daniel Reyes wore a different jersey so I texted him really quickly I said hey can you send me a can you take a picture of the you know he's doing the PA yeah I was like can you take a picture and send it to me he did it right away which is great um, I like Keith Chambers a lot. He's a really great guy. And um Keith, and so Keith Chambers? Keith Chambers, yes. Nice. Yeah. And uh and so so yeah, I mean, Bellingham just looked dynamic. I mean, offense, defense, like I said, Trevor Johnson ran for four touchdowns, threw a couple touchdowns, made all the extra points, kicked a thirty-three yard field goal, um, that may have hit the ball of his other field goal he kicked last
2: week. But <laughs> man, on its way I to mean, Point Roberts.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, they were, they, they were rolling. Um, He's got such a good grasp of the offense. Now you can definitely tell that things are coming easier to him. And, uh, and then the defense really, really did a good job. Finn O'Malley as an inside linebacker just keeps getting better and better 11 and a half tackles, a tackle for loss. Uh, Matthew button shown on the defensive line had eight tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Uh, the law firm was back. Liam Poulton Claypool at safety. Uh, another big – he's just so aggressive. I mean, yeah. um, you know, he's going to be – he might have, you know, one penalty a game for being a little too aggressive. but Not a problem uh, as long
2: as it's not happening, you know, a couple of times a quarter. You like that. Exactly.
1: Experience. Yeah, and, and, and uh, just a very, like, you know, amped up kid that uh, is really athletic, and, and he's just a sophomore – uh, O'Malley is just a junior button shown, just a junior. So they do have some guys that are younger, uh, despite a lot of these playmakers on offense, uh, that are all seniors and all first-time players, you know, Trevor Johnson, the the McCall uh, kids, I'm pretty sure they're brothers, uh, and, and Manny De Palma, you know, those, those guys are all seniors and they're all first-time varsity guys, but, uh, they're getting a lot of the glory now, but a lot of these younger kids that have been in the program are, um, you know getting some good experience and they're going to be able to lead going forward and this was just another big win um I should have looked up last time Bellingham won two games in a row I I, I would say it's been at least three or four years uh, maybe back in the Ted Flint days of course Ted Flint now is the defensive coordinator at Bellingham and he's had his fingerprints on Whatcom County football for 30 years I mean yeah. he's, he's been in the sea he was the head coach at C Home in the late 90s uh, he was an assistant forever there he was an assistant at Squalicum forever he was an assistant at bellingham then became the head coach and he's an assistant again um you know he's uh he's a he's a uh, like a lifer diehard uh, walk county football guy i really enjoy talking to him so uh you know coach myers got things going really really well and and uh they looked they looked fantastic i mean a grant granite falls you know um
2: they they really struggle they just do yeah
1: and and but it's but bellingham didn't play to their level at all they 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 took it to them and 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 that's what that's
2: what you like to see you know exactly like sure granite falls you know they're (laughs) they're they struggle they're not you know they they just they have some real issues both offensively and defensively there but if you are looking at it from a bellingham perspective it's like hey we need to go in there we need to kick their butts and we need to kick (laughs) it all over the field and they did exactly that so you really like to see that tyler i'm going to go out on a limb here and say Bellingham could very easily be three and one. I know week one didn't really go their way, but you had mentioned, you know, they looked tired, you know, the kind of like got worn out the way that Bellingham is playing right now compared to the way that Anna Cordes is playing. If they had played that game again, I think Bellingham's winning. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was the first week of all these new guys and they just, they hadn't learned the offense yet. Yeah. I mean, they'd only well, and they the... just
2: didn't know they did they, yeah. know, They're, they're still learning now. Here we are four weeks into the season, and I feel like there might not be a team that's taken bigger steps. We talked about Blaine taking steps each week and getting better and better and better. I don't know that there's a team that's improved more from week one to week four than Bellingham right now. Yeah. I mean,
1: those two teams definitely. And, you know, another one that is taking huge steps that you don't think about that way, I think, is Linden. I mean – yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're Linden. You don't expect them to, yeah. you know, they you don't have much room for improvement. They're already great. Yeah,
2: when they you look really at where they were up. against Ferndale, and they kind of struggled in that game. And and actually, they, they, they weren't exactly perfect in week one against Mount Vernon. Exactly, now yeah. Now you look where they're at. Boy, uh, I think yeah. they figured something out. They have an offensive line that are a bunch of cows over there just moving people. I mean, they are some big dudes that are just moving bodies consistently. Tyler, speaking of a big body, Trevor Johnson's a good-sized kid, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's listed at 6'1", 180, but I don't buy Boy, that. I yeah. mean, he's at least 6'2", probably 215. Yeah, that's and, that's and- like a
2: Bob Ames six one one whatever. Like, <laughs> There's no way. that The picture that we have for him that we've used for the Player of the yeah. Week, and the reason I bring this up is he was Player of the Week again, this time for special teams. That picture, yeah. he looks like him. Now, granted, you took the picture, so it's kind of a, a looking up, right? So maybe he's not as big. Either way. way up, yeah. yeah either way. To, in the future, Tyler, I'm going, to ha- I'm going to have to give you, like, a little stepping stool so that you can go around and take pictures of these kids eye-to-eye. <laughs> eye. Um, Trevor Johnson, though, 6 of 6 on extra points, a 33-yard field goal, two kickoff touchbacks. I mean, wow. Like, yeah. you don't get a ton of kickoff touchbacks in high school football except for guys that just have massive legs. So for him to put two of them in, in there, and a guy that, again, you mentioned hasn't played football since, uh, what did you say, 8th grade? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy is just – he's unbelievable. Like I said, I wish he was a sophomore. Heck, I wish he was a junior so we could at least see a full season out of him in the fall. Um, I don't know, maybe he can apply to the WIA and get another year, year of eligibility, like you, you know, a medical redshirt or something. Just claim that he, I don't know, broke his kneecap off or something as a sophomore. Um, Bellingham goes to 2-2 two and two on the year. They will finish out the season on Saturday when they host Nooksack Valley in the Rob Meyer Bowl, you call it. Uh, That's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rob Meyer, you just have to – you have to one, we, we talked about how you know a lot of the great things he did at Nooksack Valley, the things that he's doing now at Bellingham, like I guess it is a surprise, but you and I knew that this was something that could happen. you know what I mean like yeah. we we just we just knew that like he has he has the ability to raise the level of, of players. And to get the best out of them, and that's what he's getting out of a bunch of guys that haven't played football and, and a bunch of young guys there at Bellingham. I mean, it's a it's a pretty bright future for the Red Raiders.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really exciting, and and he just loves to teach. Yes, and 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 uh, and he's and he's got all these guys that are teachable, and and you know, like 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 you said, these seniors that are great athletes. That I mean, you you get these weapons that are have no bad habits because they haven't developed any because they don't know how to play the game yep. and he can mold those guys and say okay this is exactly what i want and then you take these young kids who are hungry and you and these that been playing football their whole lives and you say now i'm giving you a chance to be with these guys and it's this perfect storm of all these things and he's got you know he's got great coaches around him and and, uh, you know, his two sons, Trevin and Tanner, are both on the coaching staff, they're both coaching That's with him awful. for the first time. And, and, and those guys were dynamic quarterbacks that I'm sure have a big hand in what Trevor Johnson's doing. And, you know, I mean, he reminds me of those guys. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, like the size of, of Trevin and, and, and the slipperiness of, of Tanner and, and, uh, yeah, it's just so cool to to see what they're doing. And you're right about their, about their future. And it's, and it's been a long time since spelling him. Uh, you know, they went to the state playoffs in 2007. And I think before that it was 1987. So, wow. um, so yeah, it's, um, it's uh, I'm not saying they're going to be a state playoff team next year or anything like that, but, uh, but well, coach Myers, they're building
2: a good upward. foundation. Yeah. yeah. They're they oh, trending yeah. upward. Whereas the last couple of years, you know, they didn't finish the season last year and, um, you know they were independent, I believe, weren't they? Uh, or were they well, going to be independent? Yeah, they're independent
1: this year, but this yeah. year's kind of a yeah. weird, yeah.
2: But this year, had it gone off like it was supposed to be, they were going sure. to be independent, yeah. Yes. Okay. So in a way, I mean, they they not only I and I don't I hate to say that they they'd kind of hit rock bottom, but they'd kind of gotten to a point where it, it wasn't going to get better, maybe necessarily. And then Meyer steps in, and, and again, I think they're trending up for the most part here. So it's good to see. Uh, just the first year you know so it'll be fun to watch what happens in the fall with
0: them hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at Chumba casino.com
2: no purchase necessary Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus uh, and going forward so yeah uh tyler the final game of the week uh and the seventh game of the week how many games do we have this tuesday it's four and four right it's four of tuesday four saturday
1: yeah it's four tuesday i don't remember the number for saturday but yeah. it's uh, it's definitely not seven
2: yeah thank goodness <laughs> yeah. um Although we'll still probably talk for an hour and a half, and the only person who oh, will be happy about it will be Maury Hanna and maybe Blake Whitman. Um, let's see here. Where the heck was I? Oh, Friday night at Qualcomm got a huge win over Seaholm, 54-20. to Javinsky Schlenbaker had the biggest game of his tremendous high school career, Tyler. I watched some of the game, didn't get to see a ton of it. Um, and, and actually, you know what? I think I had it on mute. Was, it, was our guy Joey Slesk on the call? He was back on the call. Yes, sir. The man, the man. We're still working to get him on. Um, you know, maybe we'll, maybe what we'll do, Tyler. I, I think the best way to do this is I talked about earlier about, you know, we'll do separate podcasts, talk about the seniors. Maybe yeah. we'll have him come on and, and he can talk about some of the seniors. That's, I think that's probably the easiest way to do it. Cause that's one that we can record at any time. The hardest sure. thing for us getting Joey on right now, his schedule, our schedule hasn't matched. Well, guess what? When we're doing something like that, we'll find a way to make it work. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Seaholm loses first game of the year. They dropped – or, excuse me, <laughs> Javensky schlendbaker Huge game. Let's talk about yeah. that young man. He is the Offensive Player of the Week, Tyler. What would you see?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, last year we joked about how if we would do this Player of the Week thing that he was kind of like, who's winning the Schlendbaker award this week? You yeah, know? And finally it's him. And, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, it's – it was weird because I kept – you know, as I'm watching the film on all these games, I I always have in my head, like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of a front runner, you know, like this guy's might win offensive player of the week. You know, I watched the first game and I'm like, well, you know, Logan Dykstra just threw four more touchdowns to four different players. And I'm like, okay, well, he's kind of the front runner. And then Jesse Sandy runs for 205 and three touchdowns. I'm like, well, okay. And then Trevor Johnson does what he does. I was like, oh, oh, Baylor Ayers real you know, ran for four touchdowns and threw another one. I'm like, wow, we got it. We got this. We got a lot of guys here that are you know thomas Brosell had another big game three touchdowns and over 200 yards of offense and i'm like man this is going to be tough to figure out who the offensive player of the week is and then i watched the squalicken game then it wasn't hard to figure out who the offensive player of the week was <laughs> um 38 carries that is uh that's crazy plus two receptions 40 times touching the ball over 300 yards of total offense I heard he's a little salty for not getting 300 yards rushing, just like he was a little salty for not getting 200 yards that one game. So, uh, you know, but that's awesome. You want somebody that um, is never satisfied and always wants more. And, uh, you know, his five touchdowns, um, he did lots of great, great things. uh, On defense as well, Uh, Seahome was – uh it was just they got off to a rough start early and you know without tim mollo it, it just looked different uh you know jacob kaepernick a three-year starter at quarterback every single i mean i would imagine 99 of the snaps he's taken in his varsity career he's had tim mollo lined up somewhere at receiver and this game he was not out there uh he's i think it's a a, a wrist or an arm injury and it uh, it it looked different. Um, it, it just you know it just made it really really tough, and they just couldn't get anything going. Either there was some overthrows. There was a lot of balls not knocked down. Squalicum was in the right position a lot of the time for things. Uh, they really studied up the Seahome offense and played really well. Uh, Colin dorse still got his yards. He's a great great running back. Scored a couple touchdowns, um, but uh, for the most part, Squalicum you know controlled the clock. Uh, they had the ball a lot longer. They ran a lot more plays. They got a lot more yards. Um, and, you know, just, even though Baker carried the ball 38 times, they were able to throw for 235 yards. You know, Reed Richardson and Kai Posey making big plays down the field. Uh, you know, Squalicum, you know, that offensive outburst after last week only putting up uh, six points, um, it was just kind of like this. this pressure valve was released and they just let it go. And Seahome, you know, I think they, it, it almost looked like they used up everything they could against Ferndale. And, um, and then on, and then six days later had to play, um, you know, against a really good Squalicum team and one of the best running backs in the state. And that's tough to, to defend, uh, you know, to, you know, going against Isaiah Carlson and then one week and then Schlembaker the next. I mean, you can ask Lyndon about that. So uh, it's, you um, it was a big, big game for, for Squalicum. Of course, Slim Baker wins offensive player of the week. And, um, and, he, and of course, you know what that means a little later, he's going to be climbing <laughs> a little bit, but, but yeah, the storm. I don't know great. if I have
2: enough music for it, Tyler.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's only four guys. Okay, Because, so, like I said, once you, yeah. once you get into the stratosphere of these top 20, I mean, he's up to yeah. number 18 now all time. And once you get to those guys, um, a little bit of distance you know,
2: between them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a little, little distance. So yeah. Squalicum looked great. You know, see them their first loss of the year. Um, they played, they played really, really hard. They got a lot of young guys on that team, but um, it was just too much too early. And, um, and listening to Joey Celeste, uh try to say Javinsky Schlembaker's name. Um, he, poor kid. Uh, he just started saying number nine, Because I don't blame him, Tyler. You know, yeah, it's tough if you're not if you're not used to it, you know. And then well, one of the uh, things
2: I do, Tyler, whenever I see a name that I I have a I know I'm gonna have a problem with, I will make that person say their name to me. And the first time I met Javinsky, I think I had it say I think I had him say it to me like seven times. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, Which you know, again, remember he was going by Ben, right? Yeah. And, well
1: and he's still kind of I mean his friends call yeah. him Ben and, well you know, and, and one to. of
2: the things was is I told him like hey for recruiting purposes you got to pick one or the other because they might think there's two different dudes right yep so you got to pick one or the other and he was I said which one do you want and I said which one do you want me to call you by and he says javensky and I said great now I'm going with it and I'm gonna figure out how to say it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which if you look at it, it, ever it's, since. it yeah I mean if you look at it it's it's fairly easy to you know once you hear it and you look at it you're like okay that actually makes a lot of sense but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's one. But, Tyler, I mean, Javensky Schlenberger huge night you mentioned. 38 yeah. carries, 297 yards, and then uh, receiving two, two catches for 25 yards. He wins his own award this week. Um, I mean, we haven't, I guess, named it that this year, but uh, he wins his own award. Tyler, uh, what is he up to on the season for yards?
1: Oh, of course you had to ask that. I think he's
2: around – He's almost eight hundred. Yeah, I going to say you need you said he needs like 100 and something for um for two for a thousand on the year. Uh which was his goal is what we were what we were told. And uh yeah, he has yeah. A, he has an opportunity to do it here, so. So
1: on the year, he has 123 carries for 822 yards <laughs> and 10 <laughs> touchdowns. So he's averaging 205.5 yards What? Oh. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's just crazy. I mean, just crazy. And I think the craziest thing about the night, Tyler, you mentioned it. Binning also had a very nice night himself, 13 yes. of 26, so 50%, but 235 yards, two touchdowns, both of them to Reed Richardson from uh, six and – what was it? Six and 32. And uh, Richardson, five catches for 73 yards and the two touchdowns. Kai Posey, four catches, 112 yards. I mean, what a night. 543 yards of total offense for the Storm. Just 217 for Seahome. You mentioned Kaepernick, uh, 9 of 33, so obviously not the most efficient night. Things are just – it's it's tough sledding when you kind of don't have your, your big guy out there because he sets up so many things with, with Tim Molle. You know, it's – not only is he getting open, but he's creating other things for other guys, creating mismatches for other guys. So uh, very tough on his part. But Kaepernick also throws for 126 yards, so a decent night for him. Colin Dorsch on the ground, 16 carries for 104 yards. Uh, one touchdown on the ground from uh, 24 yards out, and then through the air, Dorsch also had two catches for 47 yards, and he had a 30, th- including a 33-yard um, reception for a touchdown. Luke Evans, five catches for 75 yards, so uh, kind of a tough game there for Squalicum, or excuse me, for Home uh, Squalicum, they get back up and they get, I mean... Yeah, they got back. They got right in a good way. Let's put, let's put it that way. Um, Squalicum goes to three and one on the season. They will finish out the year by hosting Oak Harbor on Saturday. Seahome loses its first game of the year. They drop to three and one. They will close out the season on Saturday at Linden. So, uh, you know, a chance for them to maybe get one last game and make a statement if they can go out and beat the uh, the Lions. Javinsky Schlenbaker, Tyler again career high two hundred ninety seven yards. Yep, here we go. Let's get this uh, list going, huh? What do you say, Tyler? Sounds good. <laughs> you said four more guys uh, as he climbs the list here for the all-time rushing leaders in Whatcom County history. Well, music's ready, Tyler. javensky has got his ice axe. Let's get going. Who did he pass? Well, it started out uh, by passing Brad
1: Shive, who was one of the great running backs in Belain history. I believe he's the third leading rusher of all time, behind Gabado and Fridge. Uh, Brad Shive was a class of two thousand guy that had huge games against a lot of really good teams. Who had career uh, had three thousand one hundred forty four yards and thirty five touchdowns. Um, the next guy that, or I'm sorry. <laughs> what's the last guy he passed the first guy he passed was actually brady locker another one of those guys ferndale guys that uh he, it seems like he passes a locker every week now that i think <laughs> about it um and he ran for 2,910 yards and 29 touchdowns. Another guy that averaged over 10 yards of carry in his career, Brady Locker. Really, really good wing back. Uh, he also passed Pete Galbraith from Mount Baker, who was just a load to bring down. He went up to play defensive end at University of Washington, who he ended with 2,990 yards and 32 touchdowns. Just. Just a beast of a fullback, 25 pounds, running up the middle. Uh, really hard to bring out and also hard to bring down uh, of recent history in Ferndale history, Cole Samu, who had had over 3,000 yards rushing in his career and 46 touchdowns. So you heard it here that Javensky Slumbaker now over 3,000 yards in his rushing career and currently stands
2: at 18th place in Whatcom County history. What is the uh, What is the full number? You said over 3,000. What is it? Oh, come on, Tyler. You can tell me a date from 1992. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I know you got it there in front of you. Come on.
1: I, I Yeah, I mean, it has to load clicking. the table, because it's yeah. like there's, uh, there's 130,000 stat entries into this database, so oh it takes goodness. a while to. I just passed 130,000. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> uh, it was like, ooh, we're at a new, a new milestone here he is at 3,184 yards for his career, 39 rushing touchdowns. He has averaged 8.4 yards a carry for his career. And he is, well, I'm not going to say, but he's four yards away from the next guy, a friend of ours. So he's um, getting, uh, I don't want to say who it is because you know, he'll be mentioned in the next week's podcast. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll ask him once we get off the air. Um, yeah. If he <laughs> Tyler, I guess I ask you this pretty much every week now. Let's just say he throws out two hundred again this week. Whoa. Uh, how many guys is he looking to pass here? It's got to be a couple. If he, one, two, three, four, five,
1: six, seven. if he does, he'll pass seven guys. If he ah, crap. Two hundred yards again. He'll pass seven more guys, including a set of brothers, including a set of brothers and another locker. How about that?
2: I mean, the Locker family is just getting passed up on a daily basis right now. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, they're going to they're going to be out looking to looking to get him and talk to him. Hey, young man, uh, we got to have a conversation here. That's uh, right. Tyler, the game of the week or excuse me, four games for this Tuesday again. When we talk about this being this week, the games are literally these four games on Tuesday, Tyler. Give me all of the games first. It's Linden and Linden Christian. That's the big one. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But who are the what are the other three games?
1: Well, Ferndale will be at Mount Vernon uh mount baker will host kings and the other one is nooksack valley hosting oak harbor
2: so those are the four games this week kind of the the most intriguing one of them all tyler is linden christian linden you told me you got some interesting notes there what do you have
1: well in that that last time that they played each other i i do kind of have a funny story because the game was at Lyndon christian okay and it was a big game because there was kind of a a, a, a multi like a three-way tie for first place with meridian for, for the league championship and but linden needed to beat Lyndon christian for that three-way tie to happen and Lyndon christian's hosting and they're out there and it's you know kickoffs at seven o'clock or whatever and it's like 6 45 and linden hasn't shown up yet and you know people are kind of wondering what's going on you know i'm sure there's linden fans in the stands and everything and you know and all of a sudden, like five minutes before kickoff, the Linden bus rolls up. Linden r- players run out, full gear, sprint onto the field in their home uniforms. Oh. This is at Linden Christian.
2: Yeah. So and it's like it was a blue versus green thing, huh?
1: Yes, and it was just, and I and I I'm sure it was all a mental thing that Kurt. Kramy thought of like hey if we show up right before the game in our home this is our city you know and even though it's their school this is our city and you know we're the defending state champions and we I run out God. there in our home jerseys it'll you know and I, they might have accrued minds, a, Tyler yeah and it might have they might have accrued a 15-yard penalty <laughs> on the opening kickoff because of it yeah but you know I think Linden won I don't won think 20- they really
2: do nowadays like yeah, I, I, mean, I know that it's supposed to happen, but I'm pretty sure both teams just come together and say the heck with it. And honestly, Tyler, if, I, if I'm if i putting this out there, I'm going to say this, I think they should do that again this year. I, I think when those two teams play each other, wear the blue and wear the green. Like it's, Well, that's the
1: thing. It's at Linden, so I'm yeah. throwing it out there. I want Coach K-Mink yeah. to put on the – because he remembers this. This was against yeah. him.
2: And you know he's not listening to the show, so somebody who's listening – I don't know who it is, but there's somebody that's listening right now. Well, Coach you Lepper get in and there.
1: Coach K-Mink are pretty close. Lepp, send Co- him a text. You, you, yeah, and say, hey man, you and say, remember when they came into your place and put on the home unis at your place? Yeah, you might want to you might want to flip the favor here because this absolutely is, you it's do. Twenty nine years later, you know, well, and doing this to this this be way, awesome. Tyler.
2: you know, every year USC and UCLA play and they wear the blue and the red right Uh, yeah exactly and uh there was another one i watched a game the other day oh it was a high school game somewhere around here uh i wish i could remember who the heck it was it was a blue and a red um it wasn't it wasn't one of the games you and i did no it would have been a game that brandon huffman and i talked about oh you know who it was it was down in vancouver mountain view uh wore the blue and Mm -hmm. um union wore the red those are two schools in the same district they share the same stadium um i mean it looked like the bloods and the crips out there if i would but (laughs) Um, but yeah, dude, they should do it. I mean, you know, look, at the end of the day, when you start talking about, say, baseball, wearing white at home, it's the classy look, right? In football, it's the colors, you know? Yep. And look, their colors are, are completely different. You know, what, the Linden's green is, is kind of a brightish green. And so it's not like the, the green and the dark blue, you know, not like they're close together at all do it make it happen that's what the people want to see i mean at least i know two idiots do that are talking right now but (laughs) let's do it make it happen coaches and and look there's no need for a 15-yard penalty don't if if i I know we have a couple of referees that listen hopefully one of them's listening that's going to do the game and just go nope nope no flag on the play nope we didn't even see it where are the blue and green guys
1: it, and I, there's a there's another funny story about this game that has become kind of legendary Linden lore, if you okay, will, but I, I must like say really quickly. I think Linden was up like 14 to six. It's in the fourth quarter. It's a close game. They have the ball and they're, you know, about mid midfield or so. And they bring in a kid at, at wide receiver, kind of like slot receiver called named Aaron Hermanitz. Now we've talked about Caden oh, yeah. Hermanitz, So this is his dad. Yeah, okay. And it, Aaron Hermanitz was a kid that, you know, was a backup. Um, but he there was one thing that he had that not many people knew about. He had a cannon for an arm.
2: Just and so they shows, huh? they
1: drew up this play called the Hermes Special. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm dead serious. And that's just what it was called: Hermes Special. And you bring him in, they put a different jersey number on him. He wore like number 92. They put him in at slot receiver. You usually wore number 34. They gave him on an end around and he throws it deep to Dan McPhee and it's a touchdown and they go crazy. They win 21 to six Hermes special. I mean, it was like on the news. It was, it was a huge, huge deal. The Hermes special. Everybody talked about it. Fast forward to about the year. This was in 92 fast forward to like 2008. I'm, I'm filling in for a softball tournament in Linden. I'm playing left field for a team, a Linden team that I don't, I don't, Know anybody. The kid, the guy to the left of me is left center. I said, I said, Hey, I'm Tyler. And he goes, Hey, I'm Aaron. I was like, Oh, nice to meet you. We don't know each other. He, he, we both go for a ball. He catches it, guns the guy out at home, the guy tagging from third. And I was like, I'm so glad that guy caught it because he's got a cannon. And then I heard all this, like, Yeah, Hermie. All right. And I'm like, We go out there for the next inning and I pointed to him. I go, Hermie special. Is that you? And he starts laughing. And, and now, now, they're playing again and I and I'm just putting my hands up. I'm just saying they got another Hermie out there with a cannon. Yeah. Don't be surprised if they put him in at slot receiver and I know Caming's ready for it. I mean, he's seen it all, but I just I all these little side stories are just so cool. Everyone's so amped up for the game as it is. And so, you know, I mean, it's just it's just a it's just a cool thing that, you know, you got Scott Nodeboom who's an assistant for Linden and Mike a. Paul, assistant for Lyndon Christian. They were the two running backs the last time these two teams played. I mean, there's just so many side stories and so many cool things and yeah. and uh it, I'm just excited. I just you know, I'm so glad that they're that they're playing. It's gonna be a great, great game. And and uh yeah. Sorry to go off on that tangent, but oh, I just I think it. that I just think that That's the first part to hear, Tyler. Yeah, as far as me being like a historian about this kind of stuff, it's just... Uh, Granted, an hour just, 20 you know, into
2: it, there, there's probably like... Yeah, a, and like I might put people. a highlight
1: video of that game up sometime Absolutely. on Monday um, just to kind of show, because um, I have both game films. I have the Linden and the Lyndon Christians game wow, film from that. So I have a few different angles and might throw up some things. And uh, of course, the Hermes special was big. And, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to it.
2: So Tyler, is there a name for this game? Oh, I don't think so. You know, like, uh, take, for instance, last week. Yeah, it used to be
1: called the League Championship. That's what it used (laughs) to be
2: called. Well, last (laughs) week, uh, Snohomish and Glacier Peak played. It's called the Dick Armstrong Cup. Dick Armstrong, legendary coach at Snohomish. Uh, Marysville Pilchuck and and Marysville Getchell played in the Berry Bowl. I think we need a name for this game. Like, uh, it it might not be a game that we see on a regular basis, but I think, like... What, is there a road that goes from there to, you know, from L- L.C. to Linden? You know, like, uh, we got to come up with something here.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, mean, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't I don't want to call
2: it, like, the Cow Pie Bowl, but, like, you know, we got to come up with something here.
1: The Farmer's Bowl?
2: Yeah, that sounds like it's sponsored. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to oh, do that, we'll call, we'll call it the I Come uh, up with a uh, few we'll other choice names, bowl. but yeah. I won't. Yeah, I don't know. we got to come up with a name. We, yeah. We, so when you know what? Let's do this, Tyler. The six
1: foot and over bowl. These guys, yeah, they're all the, tall. The yeah.
2: the long last name bowl. Um here's the thing, Tyler. This you know what? Last week we did Dutch the, Bowl. There you go. Last week yeah. we did the uh the, the plus, right? And and the question mark or something, I can't remember exactly what it was. Right. This week, what we're gonna ask is, Hey, you know what? Give us some names. What's the name for the Linden Linden Christian game? So if you're still yeah. listening, all four of you, yeah, give us a name. Shoot it to Tyler. Shoot it to me. Respond somewhere. Tyler, by the way, I don't know why, but this is Facebook algorithm type stuff. Probably, I don't see Whatcom Prep stuff show up in my timeline anymore, and I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but you know, face Facebook idiots. But if something like that comes up, you gotta let me know. You gotta let me. Hey, yeah. this somebody commented just because because I want to see it. Um, yeah. Or, you know, anybody out there Just hit uh, the at thing And then start typing in Ryland And I'll probably be one of the first ones that come up um, we got to come up with a good name For the uh, podcast that we do later this week We've got to have a good name for it, Tyler And you and I will we'll brainstorm We'll come up with something um,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll brainstorm We'll be two guys You know, I don't know if brain is the good word yeah. for us too But yeah,
2: Maybe like there a, will be a storm for uh, sure Yeah, a short a short storm and a fat storm Um, (laughs) wait what about you those are both me (laughs) (laughs) okay a short a short fat storm and a medium fat storm okay Um, (laughs) oh my goodness we're the worst I I have no idea what we're doing right now Ferndale at Mount Vernon Tyler actually the rest of these games are all uh, technically like out-of-county games if you will Um, is there anything else about the Lyndon Lyndon Christian game you want to mention
1: oh man i don't, I don't know I just know that you know it's been like I said 28 and a half years and uh it's uh just really it's just really exciting and yeah and uh I you know I don't know how many fans are gonna be able to show up but I guarantee you there's gonna be spots lined up the night before with campers and things around the fence and oh yeah and uh you know it's gonna be uh you know someone will probably rent a
2: crane and hey and, somebody uh, rents a crane um, if you have room, well, uh, you know what? I'm too big to get out on a crane anymore. If somebody has scaffolding, <laughs> construction <laughs> scaffolding, I would be tempted to come up and uh, stand on it and watch the game. Oh, man. Uh, I really don't have I'm, anything going on on Tuesday night as far as I know. I mean, I'm mean, um,
1: i tempted to sit in my comfy chair and, and watch it on the projection uh, wall in my room while I have the other games going on my computer. That's gonna be see, a-
2: the rumor was, Tyler, is that you were going to be part of the halftime show. That's what I was told. Yeah, they were going to shoot you out of a cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, fantasy football. Uh, I mean, I guess it's fantasy football, but it's not normal fantasy football. You and I go head-to-head each week. Last week on offense, you took Mason Jacoby. I took Jackson Courtlever. Pretty close, though, huh? I mean, pretty close. Jackson Courtlever had a touchdown. Jacoby threw for quite a few yards, and, you know, Leper kind of, you know, padded that one for you um and then Sorry, on, coach <laughs> left <laughs> oh i'm gonna let him have it one of these days yeah. he, you know the uh the old john l sullivan pose he and i are gonna be right there ready to go okay. bare knuckles uh cole Morleg is who you took for defense i took bryson lamb bryson lamb we don't i don't i hate the idea of like speculating on an injury or something but he's not getting a full amount of snaps right now so we're not really sure what's going on there but uh cole Moreleg, what did he do
1: uh he had seven and a half tackles and one tackle for loss uh he he did pretty good as far as the point system goes he had 13 and a half points i kind of brought up last week that the 15 is like a it's like a it's like a milestone like great game so he got pretty close um so yeah, it, it was uh, pretty well.
2: I know Bryson Lamb didn't get a ton of a ton of reps. What did he what did he have? Yeah, he ended
1: up with two tackles. One one tackle was was for loss. So uh a little bit less, but a little bit less playing time as well.
2: Yeah, so it sounds like uh, you know, on on an average, it sounds like uh Bryson Lamb probably got him, so I'll take the win there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Tyler, let's pick it. Uh who picked first last week? Was it me? Uh I feel like I yeah, picked first because I, I, I stole Jackson Courtlever from you. Uh, so yeah. you go ahead and pick offense first. I'll go offense, defense, and then you can do defense.
1: Okay, remember, this is only like five teams to choose from this week. so. Um, Maybe I throw out so- a
2: Kings kid and you don't even know it's coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, let's see here. So offensively, I am going to say, as I look at this, these four matchups. Yeah,
2: that's kind of what I'm doing too. Is like, who's playing who? What do I see here?
1: You know, I'm. It's not much of a limb, uh, but I'm going to go strong with Isaiah Carlson. That's going to be my uh, offense. I mean, he's just he's just a beast. And uh, at Mount Vernon, um, you know, Caleb Wheeler did some good things against Mount Vernon. Uh, Javensky Schlembaker Baker did some good things against Mount Vernon. These are good running backs, and so I think uh, I think uh, Isaiah Carlson is going to be doing some good things as well.
2: Let's see here. Offensively, Tyler, I'm gonna go I want to avoid that Lyndon Linden Christian game. I'm I know. A, a, <laughs> no. Like But I, the thing think... is, defensively, these guys are gonna be on the field the whole time. This is gonna be a close yeah. game. So and the, and the thing is I think those two teams like like I said earlier, I think it could either be fireworks or it could be, you know, eleven five and I'm eating a shoe. Yep. I don't it just scares me because I, I I know how good those two teams are defensively and okay. so I think I wanna avoid the offensive side. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the Nooksack quarterback, Hoppinger. Ooh, nice, yeah. yeah, dual threat guy, yeah. Yeah, I like I like that one there. Um, defensively, pff, man, I don't even know where to go here. Defensively, huh? Let's see. I don't know. I kind of want to stay away from that Linden Linden Christian game too, because again, it scares me that, the, that both teams could put up 400 randomly. <laughs> um, Ferndale would be a good one to go with. I could go with Ferndale. You know what I think I'm gonna do here, Tyler. Yeah, I, I think this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go with Mount Baker, and I'm going to go uh, – what was his name? Was it Garrett Smith, the, the defensive end? Yeah, Garrett Smith. I'm yeah. going Garrett Smith. I, I want back-to-back weeks, defensive <laughs> touchdown. I don't know how he's going to pull it off, but I'm going Garrett Smith. That's who I'm picking.
1: I tell you, he's got four sacks on the year in four in four games. So, Let's go. Uh, Let's go. He can get after the quarterback, that's for sure. So, uh, so yeah, that's a, that, that's a good pick. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go to this Linden Christian Linden game. Ooh. Oh boy. I just feel <laughs> crazy you're, doing you're, it.
2: You're like a glutton for punishment right now. You just oh. you decided, you know, you know what you said? I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it because I want to make things interesting. Actually, well, you know what, Tyler? You have to pick that game. I'm saying it right now. And the reason you do is because now we're covering all four games. <laughs> That's
1: true. That's true. Um, you know what? And this is going to be – this is just way out of left field, oh, but I, I have it. a feeling, and I really like what I've seen out of the sophomore safety Colin Anker from Linden.
2: That's a cool name.
1: Yes, and he's a kid that didn't didn't start in the beginning of the year. And after some injuries to, at safety, they had to put him in, and the kid is learning so well. He's producing. He had a huge um, forced fumble last week. And Linden Christian likes to throw the ball. Yep. Um, and and I just think that Colin Anchor is going to be in the mix a lot. So that's going to be my defensive fantasy pick: Sa- sophomore safety for Linden, Colin Anchor.
2: All right. So Blake Whitman, if you're listening, bench the kid. Bench him <laughs> right now. There's
1: no chance he's doing that. There's no <laughs> chance
2: he's doing that. Uh, There's got to be a Van Dalen you can throw in there, and, and it'll work okay. Put him in um you know what tyler when we well we what you need to do right now uh on the spreadsheet or on the on the on the show sheet here because we always forget we need to type in the names (laughs) that's true people don't know we tyler and i end up forgetting who we picked and uh then we have to go back and like listen to the show sometimes and try to remember who it is um tyler i don't know is there anything else to talk about i don't know i mean I think nobody's that's it. listening it's... by this point anyway so who gives a crap right, right? i mean <laughs> right right <laughs> all right let's wrap it up right there uh yeah i mean i'm excited tyler this is gonna be a fun uh what it be seven days six days i mean it's gonna be a pretty wild you and i aren't gonna sleep a whole lot i've got broadcast <laughs> stuff going on i've got pictures i need to edit i've got stuff i got i got all kinds of stuff to do but uh he's tyler anderson from whatcom preps check it out whatcompreps.com i'm rylan spencer from Cascadia Preps, CascadiaPreps.com, and you have been listening to the Whatcom County Football Podcast. We will talk to you next week.